Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. And I've got these three up here because they're going to kind of intro uh, my... Y'all can come on out here. They're going to kind of intro my lesson tonight. And it's just a super short, what we call what we call a sketch, okay? Sketch really doesn't have like a big ending or, you know, this huge point to it. It's just really kind of intro to get into what I want to talk about. So let me kind of set it up. They're in a, uh, if you can use your imagination for a minute, they are in a uh, restaurant and David is the waiter and we have two ladies sitting at the table where he is going to be serving them a meal and here's how it goes. Good evening, ladies. What may I get for you this evening? Um, let me think. Oh, okay. Um, I'm thinking about getting the approval of others. Should I? Ooh, that sounds good. I like oh, that. Okay, Go I, I, I'll Go have that. It. I'll have that. Excellent choice. And it comes with 2,000 Facebook likes. For you, ma'am? Ooh, you know, that sounds really good. Um, I think I'm going to have that approval of others, but you know what? I want it on a much bigger plate. I want it to be a much nicer and prettier plate, too. And let's see. Um, oh, on the side, can you give me a bunch of those likes and followers? Of course. Two popularity specials, one with comparison, one without. I'll get that started for you right away and bring you out a basket of selfie sticks. Thank you. Thank you. All right, give it up for them. Isn't that cute? So I want to talk to you a little bit. Uh, I like those selfie sticks. I just thought I had way too much fun laughing about that today, but uh, more than I should. But uh, I want to talk to you a little bit here tonight. Didn't we have a great Sunday? Oh, man, great. Just Amen? Were y'all here Sunday? I mean, it was. So I saw some of y'all shaking your head no. Jesus, help them, Lord. Please help them. But uh, I want to talk to you a little bit tonight. Don't miss Sunday. Don't miss Sunday. It's going to be a great day. Got a couple of really cool things happening Sunday. Uh, as always, the Lord, I believe, is going to be in the house, uh, but also we've got a really couple cool things going on Sunday, um, so you, you'll want to be here. So I want to talk to you tonight about I Choose Purpose. Everybody say, I Choose Purpose. And this was kind of a sketch to intro that, because I didn't hear a lot of purpose in that, but I did hear a lot of real life in that, and especially... Um, now, some of you don't even know what Facebook and Instagram and that kind of stuff is, but the high majority of you do. And so you, you kind of pick up on where they're talking about. And, and I think sometimes we get to thinking that all those things are what life is really all about. And the, not in a really, we really think that, but we kind of get to living in that and how many likes and we posted this and how many likes we got on that and all these different things really seems to be like it makes a lot of sense or it has a lot of purpose to it. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about purpose tonight and not that none of those things are bad, but kind of anchor it in some things that are a little more important. I choose purpose. So to introduce our talk tonight, I want to ask you to do something. I want you to allow your imagination to go with me for just one second, and I want you to do this. I want you to imagine that everyone likes you. 
Now, some of y'all, that's a really stretch of imagination. And, and they like you no matter what you do. Everybody just thinks you're awesome. Wake up. Wake up. I know you were getting lost in some of there and y'all were just enjoying the moment. But listen, I hope you enjoyed it because... It will never happen. Am I telling the truth? I, it, it will never happen. It's completely impossible. Somebody's always going to have an issue with you. Somebody's always not going to like you or like your stuff. Or No matter what you do, you cannot please everyone. And that doesn't just go for the pastor. That goes for you on your job what you do, the things you do, no matter what it, whether you work in a department at a church or uh, the sound booth, oh God, help those devil worshipers, you know. I mean, some people think that they're of the devil. And just all these different things that go on in life, we have, you know, that we, there's those things we call, we, you've got haters. Haters gonna hate. Huh? Hey, gonna hate, 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 hate. Y'all gonna have to loosen up tonight. I just can't deal with it. So you're going to have haters. That's just, that's just all there is to it. And you're going to have that in your life. In, in fact, if you're going to do anything, you're going to have haters. Now, I want you to imagine this. And this is what I'm about to get you to imagine. is different than what I just had you imagine because something, I'm going to have you imagine something that can happen. And I believe with all my heart that God wants what I'm about to say to happen. Imagine being so consumed with pleasing Christ that the approval of other people doesn't mean very much to you. Now, I believe, I believe that can happen. Imagine with me waking up every single day with passion, with purpose in your life, Knowing deep down you are absolutely doing what God created you to do and to be. It drives you, man. It, it, it's the, and the approval of others doesn't distract you at all. And you are moving forward in what God created and the purpose that God has for your life. Can you imagine that? Maybe, maybe that's hard for you to imagine. But I will tell you that, what I just mentioned is what God has for you, and he wants you to get to that place. It's possible. It's possible. Not only is that possible, but I believe that's what God wants for every single one of us. It's the choice that I'm encouraging you to make. It's the choices that I choose, want you to choose to make. And, and that is this. I want you to choose purpose. And then I'm going to add to my title tonight, I want you to choose purpose over popularity. I want you to choose purpose over popularity. The problem is so many of us, by default, choose the exact opposite of this. We, we get in this deal of, you know, what do you think of me? Do you like me? Uh, do, you, do you like what I have on? Do you like what I... The problem is if we don't know the purpose of a thing... We will misuse the thing. And so think about it. If we don't know the purpose of our lives, 
then we, we end up experience, experimenting with it and we never do what we were created to do because we don't know the purpose of the thing. So here's the problem. So many of us don't know the purpose of our lives. No matter your age, it, you can be 90 years old and not know why you were even created. Or you can be 18 or whatever. But you've got to find that reason that God has you on the planet. And if you don't know the purpose of a thing, again I say it, you, you don't ask the thing. You ask the one who created the thing. Is that alright? So you don't ask the thing, you ask the one who created. So you don't go, hey self, what were you created to be? That's not going to get you very far. You've got to go the one who created self. And you know the creator. What do we do so often is we go to other people and say, would you do me a favor? Will you tell me my purpose? Why do you think I'm here? And, 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 that's, and, and it usually comes out like this. Do you like me? Do you, do you, do you like me? Do you, do, you, do you like what you see? Do you like me? And, and, and we get in this, do you like my clothes? Do you like my hairdo? Do you like what I'm doing? Am I important to you? Do I bring worth to you? Am I important enough? Do we fit in? Are we buddies? Are we following each other on Instagram? Do you like my car? Do you like what I'm studying in school? Do you like my job? Do you like my house? Do you like where I live? Am I valuable? And <laughs> I have, you know, for years I pastored pre-Facebook. Pastoring with Facebook is so much easier. Because what I used to wonder about people, I know. Is that all right? I used to think, I think I've got them pinned down. I think I've got them figured out. Now I know. Can I, can I get a witness? Uh, we're going to stop right there. But, I mean, you just see it. It's like, love me, love me, love me, like me, like me, like me. And, and, then, and then if people don't respond fast enough, then they get their feelings hurt because nobody responds. Dear Jesus, help us. And, and, and I'm not saying by all means that every, we're all like that. I, I know most of us know exactly who we are. But you've got to admit, you have something to happen in your life. And let's just use social media. I'm not anti-social media, by the way. But, man, and now that we have social media, people put their hearts out there and, 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 and they put their life, let's put this, they put their life out there. And then they check that thing. 50 times to see if anybody liked that. Now, I just said that, and my hand's going up right now. Come on now. Don't leave me by myself. But I got to realize my purpose, I choose purpose over popularity. If I really know who I am in Christ, and I really believe what I'm putting out there in front of people, whether it's social media or whatever it is, I, and I know what I'm doing is based on what God has me to be. It doesn't matter if anybody likes it. 
It anybody, anybody loves it. It doesn't mean anybody puts a smiley face on it. If God's putting a smiley face on me, I ought to be happy about that. Amen. 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 So I think all of us have walked through those, those times. And, and again, I'm not anti-social media, and this is really not a discussion about social media. But it's, it's kind of letting us see the culture. It's kind of letting us see who we are. And, and I know all of you that are not on Facebook are going, God, he's just preaching to somebody else. I, no, I'm talking to everybody because even though if Facebook book's not your deal, you, you have that at church. You can step in the house of God and, and, and it can, it, you can easily put all of your worth on what other people say or how they look at you or how they respond to you. And I got to tell you, I'm 47 years of age. God has allowed me to pastor, I think, the best church in the Golden Triangle. I, I think it's a wonderful, don't you think it's a great body of people? I mean, just... Great body of people. And, and, and I, I really think for the most part we know who we are and, and all that stuff. But I still, I'm just being totally dead honest with you. I still find myself falling into categories that I have to shake myself out of. And, and, and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If this is who I am, I don't mean like in a rebellious, ugly type way. I don't care what nobody thinks about. Well, that's got another problem to it. Because that's just also screaming that you really don't know who you are. But, but I'm talking about really being solid in who you are in Christ and having a purpose and choosing purpose over popularity. So, if you're taking notes, uh, I want to I I give out something to you. And that's this this big thought that I want to throw out to you. If you're taking notes, write this down. And I think I have it on the screen for you. The problem is this. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. And I know, I know every Wednesday night we do Bible study and we're going to have Bible in this tonight, but I'm really trying to share, talk to you a little leadership, a little, uh, just all that good stuff here tonight. And so living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. Anytime we're consumed with what people think about us, we tend to forget what God thinks about us. Am I telling the truth? We, we, we get that, and, and, and that's why I'm saying choose purpose over popularity. I'm going to give you an example of a guy who did this. He lived in the Old Testament, but he was quoted in the Hebrews. And I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, and it's the dude that I preached about Sunday. So you're getting a little bit more of Big Mo, Moses, okay? But it says this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. Now notice, Hebrews is the New Testament, so this comes back up in the New Testament. He's an Old Testament guy, but it comes back up in the New Testament. So usually, man, when that comes back up in the New Testament, they're amplifying something that was huge, right? Okay, so Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, it says this. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, we can read that and just kind of run by it, but what I read in that is that he regarded a disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt. It actually says that here in a little while. In other words, he 
has more value on what God thinks about him than what Egypt thinks about him. Now, you think that's not a big deal, and boy, I could have done that too, but he was raised in Egypt. He was the son. He lived in the house, as I've already preached to you on Sunday, but, but there was a straw. Can you imagine that choosing purpose over popularity really come to play in this man's life? But he made a decision there to not be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, you've got to think this through just a minute. He was put in the ball rushes, as I mentioned, Sunday, and this is a totally different thought than Sunday, but, it, but it, I'm using the same Moses. He was put in the bushes, and he's put by a poor woman, Hebrew lady, that the world is after their, 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 their firstborn. I mean, they're, they're kind of the lowlifes, if I can say it that way. They're on the bottom total pole of economic status. And then the top of the totem pole comes and finds him, pulls him out, and the daughter of Pharaoh raises him in Pharaoh's house. Now, which, if we're looking for likes and loves and smiley faces on the Facebook, which one are you going to choose? It's natural for us to want to choose Pharaoh's house. There's much more popularity there. There's much more. Uh, Egypt's education in that time was through the roof. One of the greatest artistic places of that time. And, 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 and all kind of arts and, and all the different things. So much came from that era. But instead of being known to that and let himself be tied to that, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose the purpose of his life, do you see it? Over popularity. And that is a huge sermon to you and I. In life that we go through, are we going to just choose the easy route? Are we just going to choose the easy way? Or are we going to choose the purpose that God intended us uh, to be instead of just choosing the road of popularity? So, I want to look in and I want to do something. I want to kind of disarm and demystify this word purpose because purpose gets, you know, bigger and bigger. And as I work with people through the years as a pastor and you look at people and you're trying to encourage them and trying to help them find their purpose and what they're supposed to be and all this stuff, you kind of see in people like purpose, man. I don't, that's, that's like these big words. It's this, it's this you know, this this huge find that I really don't know if I'm ever going to find. It's like so buried and so hidden. And so I want to demystify that and kind of disarm that for just a minute and, and, and find out what is my purpose and why am I here? Why is that? What is that? And what I want you to do for a moment is I don't want you to think about it, and I, I almost brought some up there to write this out so you could just see this, but I think you have a creative mind and you can see this, okay? So I, I want you to think for just a moment about, for a moment, is not to think about the capital P purpose, okay? So hang, the, hang with that with me. I don't want you to think about this capital P, this big capital P of purpose. In other words, man, we got to find the big finding. Man, when we find that, boy, it's going to change my life. And I'm going to, man, I'm going to be forever just smiley happy. But what I want you to do, instead of this trying to find this big capital P purpose, I want you to find 
the lowercase p purpose. Now, I've got a reason why I'm saying it that way, because not just like the big one thing, because I kind of think that's the way a lot of us think about in purpose, that big one thing. But what I want you to do is think about the day after day, the moment after moment, you serve God, and most of your serving God is lowercase p purpose. It's purpose, let me say it this way, it's purpose for that time. It's purpose for that purpose. I mean, uh, for that person. It's, it's me, li- listen to this, it's me stepping back off of this platform tonight and I pass Robert Parker and Robert Parker needs me and I am created for this moment. You see it? Well, no, no, I don't seem like that. No, no, no. I am created for this moment. Robert needs me, and I just stepped in to the lower P purpose. It wasn't this, it wasn't the big P. It wasn't like my life was created for Robert Parker. But it's in that moment, it's in that set time that I stepped in to the lower P of my purpose. I hope that makes sense. Because sometimes we get just this big destiny-changing purpose and we miss the majority of our walk with God is in the, not uppercase, it's in the lowercase. Not just that big one thing, but what I wanted you to do is think about day after day, that moment after moment, that second after second. You're talking to someone and you recognize, wait a minute, my purpose is to be an encouragement to them. You step out of your pew tonight and you step to a person and you just see that they're not quite on top of their game. You don't have to be super spiritual for that. Come on now. You don't have to be like, oh, prayed and fasted to my belly button, fell off, fell off. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like, like, like you stepped out and you go, they're a little downtrodden. And you step in to the lower case P. Because God has got you in that moment. And if you're only thinking about the big P, you'll walk right past that and pray in the whole time. God, I sure wish I'd find my purpose. And he's going, You just missed the lowercase p. You just talked to your purpose. You just walked past encouraging with your purpose. Is that good? You walked right past that moment and missed it. And so we've got to find what that lowercase p is. And that lowercase p, you don't need an assessment. And there's nothing wrong with assessments. You don't need any great test. You need a heart that wants to please God, that wants to find purpose more than than, uh, great fame, and just wants to be used by God. 
See there? That's why I'm telling you, most of this church, this is a wonderful church because you are that. You are the kind of people that step out in the aisle and not just, just you know, hit the fringes of people or, or the peripheral of people or the edges of people's life. If you do that, man, you're wasting your spiritual walk with Christ as far as the body of believers. But be looking to people's eye. When you see pain, ask them more. Hey, man, I want, I want to tell you, I love you and believe in you. I encourage you. You don't have to go now. I want you to sit down right here. And, 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 I, and I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to be a blessing to you. That's lower. You're, you're, you're looking for uppercase. I just, want you to, I just want you to be there. And when a tear drips, you go, oh, my God. God's using me in the lowercase. When you see a light ding in their eye that they thought, I just need one person to say something encouraging to me. You just stepped in the middle of the purpose God called you to be. And that is as big as finding anything in the world of big P. Is that all right? So, so let's find those moments. And, and I think those are little finds all throughout the day. Man, hey, would y'all, would y'all think that Brandon Pippen is a beast at that? Huh? Now, beast being a good. I mean, this guy will, he will like, he's the master of finding his purpose in the little peas of life and stepping up and encouraging. This guy right here has encouraged me on so many days when he didn't even know it. Listen to this. He encouraged me tonight and he don't even know it. I stepped down the aisle and I stood next to him. Look, watch, how, watch how little this is. I stepped down the aisle and I'm next to him and he was doing his thing and he turned around and he saw me and he goes, hey man, I didn't even know you slipped in. And my heart swelled because somebody was happy to see me. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? He just stepped in to the purpose that God has for him. He was an encourager. You know why? His spirit was up. He was an encourager. He was a lifter. Barnabas was famous in the word of God because he was a son of encouragement. He was a lifter. And most of the time, if I would have said that, Brandon would have never thought about that. Most of the time, you don't even know when you're encouraging somebody, but you're standing totally engulfed in the purpose that God's called you just because you know who you are in Christ. And you know what? I'm going to pass it on, Brandon. I'm going to love somebody else tonight. I'm going to tell somebody else I'm happy to see them. I'm, I'm kind of doing that right now. And, 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 and I want to lift up somebody else's life. I want to encourage somebody else. I want to tell Robert Parker, Robert, I'm so glad to see you, dude. You know, why'd you smile? You liked that, didn't you? It's an encouragement. It's a lifter. I'm not trying to be just cheesy. I'm just trying to be honest. Turn around and tell somebody I kind of like you. You can't hardly do that without smiling. Even if you was lying. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight? He's an awesome God. You may have a, you may have a, a boss who's like psycho boss. Courtney, if you say amen to that, I... Well, I'm, what do we do with that? You're in the office. 
You know he's psycho also. But you pray for psycho boss. Because God's got you there. Are you going to have psycho boss and all the time going, God, I just want to find my purpose. He's going, dude, I've got you in the mission field of psycho. And you're the only sane one in this situation that knows Christ, has a relationship with him, and you know who to call on. And you're not stepping into your purpose. You can change the atmosphere through the power of prayer. Do you believe that? If you really believe that, then step into that purpose. It's the little p. Step into that purpose and be what God called you to be. I don't mean get out the, uh, go to the salad bar and get the anointing oil and go slap it on his head. I know that's what you want to do in the name of Jesus. But that's not what I'm trying to tell you to do. But what I'm trying to do is tell you to inc- just, I mean, behind his back. That's the good thing behind Behind his back, say a prayer over him. That God, I want you to, you know, and you pray it the way you want to pray it. With love. But you're stepping into your purpose. That's your purpose in the moment. Dr. Cass, you step, people sit in your chair all the time. They're scared half to death. Well, they said, well, that, that would be, I would want, if y'all ever do that air test on my eye, that thing scares me. Do y'all, are y'all, uh, Dr. Cass, a lot of people hadn't got their eyes checked. You need to. That would be a clue to me. I know you don't do the air test. He didn't Go to Dr. Cass, he don't do the air test. I'm coming to you, you don't do the air test. But anyways, piece of encouragement. They don't care how many titles you got on your wall. Nathan Keating, Dr. Cass, lawyer, boss, executive, manager. They could care less. Do you care for them? They'll come back to this church if you care for them. And the deal is now, I can't, I care for everybody, but I can't hand touch every single person in this church. But you know what God gave me? Ken and Sheridan Hollingsworth. Chris and Lisa Britton. Clint and Jacqueline. I mean, I could go on and on. Are you with me? They're the hands and feet of Christ. It's not my job to have to try to get every single person in love. But the beauty and the body, especially of a growing church, is whatever your personality you can grab, there's somebody else in here that'll click with you, that'll love you and encourage you. And I'm going to tell you, if we're doing our job, every single person in the body of Christ that walks in this building, whether it's their first time, ought to feel the life change flowing out of your body, flowing out of your spirit, flowing out of who you are, stepping in the middle of your purpose. I heard this said, and this is free. I'm not even going to charge you for this one, but this is free. And that is this. I often heard it said this, you want to find a really humble person? You're like, yeah, man, I want to know who that is. It's a person that you walk up to, and when they walk off, you feel better about yourself. That person is humble. That means they didn't talk about themselves the whole time. When they're in your, when they want to know about you, when they're interested in your things and your gifts and what God has for you and about what God's doing in your life and, and what you've bought and what you, what happened? They're, they're not thinking about self. And so that's a humble person. That's the kind of person people say, I want to be around that person. You know why? Because they found their little P. And that is encouragement. Amen? I hope this is ministering to people and I believe it is because it's ministering to me. So, this is the cool thing about this. And I, I don't want it to, it's going to sound like this. And I don't know how else to make it, to fix it. But I don't want to sound like there's little 
things in God and big things in God, but it's going to come across that way, and I just, I'm sorry. But one day, as you're being faithful in serving God, and serving God with purpose in the little peas, you probably are not even going to know it. You're probably not even going to maybe even recognize it. But when you've served faithful enough in the lowercase p moments, suddenly you might recognize God is trusting you with way more. Why? Because he, if you're faithful in the small things, God trusts you with the the big things. And over time, you start growing into the little P, and it starts growing. And over time, you find yourself standing in the middle of the bigness that God has for you. Is that not cool? So is it, and again, again another one with assessments, and I've done them and probably do more. And, but, but instead of always looking for the big P, I find this myself in the little p. Serving faithfully in those little p's of life and serving faithfully in all and through that, I'm growing, I'm developing, and I am growing in my purpose. And now it seems like God starts using you in more significant ways. And, and a little p starts looking like a medium p. And, and you start, man... And you look back, about the, probably the only way you're going to look back is look back five years ago. And again, not diminishing any size of any task because God, I don't believe God does that. But looking back and saying, this is where I used to be. But oh, I have, I remember when I was lost with no purpose, but it seems like I've kind of found myself and who I am in God. And so, and when you found that thing that God is calling you to, and again, not the big P, but the small. When you find yourself in that, and what you're supposed to do, and nobody, critics can't stop you. Man, I got haters. I could give a flip about haters. Haters, I don't like them, but they're an encouragement to me that I'm doing something right. If somebody ain't... I get a people every once in a while negative about the church. That just means we're doing something right. If, if, if ain't nobody, you know, if nobody's negative, my God, I think, boy, the devil don't even know our name. No, I'm just telling you. Devil ain't chasing down nobody he's not scared of. So, I mean, and, 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 and I pray for the negativity. And I, I, I pray that God, but, but I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have haters. If you're doing anything in life, you're going to have haters. But haters are miserable. <laughs> but I'm not built to be, I'm not going to try to find my purpose in that. I'm not going to try to distinguish whether I have worth based on that. My worth is based in something higher and something deeper than that. And it's based in Christ. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. Do you feel that way? Raise your right hand if you feel like it and just say, that's where I find my purpose. That's where I find my help. That's where I find my hope. So I'm going to be faithful to God in that moment. Let me tell you some things that purpose does. This is what happens when you find that. 
And again, not when I say find it, not the big P, but the little bit. You find those little things, and they're not hard to find. And I tried to really make that easy tonight. Let me tell you what purpose does. Purpose diminishes distractions. It, it's like it, it, like it, you'll, it, they're still there, and they still nip at your heels. Granted, they do. I've never, I've been serving the Lord for 47 years. I mean, uh, for, yes, sir, well, I'm, I'm 47 years of age. I've been serving the Lord a long time. I've been preaching since I was 18. You're going to have nippers. <laughs> You're going to have haters, like we said earlier. But finding yourself and saying, all right, God, I know there's distractions there. But if I've got purpose, it helps me diminish distraction. If I don't have purpose, those distractions like eat my lunch. And so, if you've got purpose, it helps diminish those distractions. It helps break, it helps like that you don't, that you don't, are, are not destroyed by those. The second thing purpose does is it pushes you through the pain. Because any progress has pain to it. And it, I don't, you don't mind going through the pain if there's purpose for it. And purpose helps you push through the pain. It helps you push through the pain. So, for instance, I could use that example as if you're, if you're going for, to a degree in uh, something in college and, man, you know when you come out, there's a job waiting on you. you got purpose for this thing and you're chasing that thing. Man, you'll go through hardships. I've seen people drink coffee for like days, staying up and studying. They're going through the pain, but it's, it, purpose helps diminish the pain. What else does purpose do? The third thing is this, is that purpose empowers you to please God. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Purpose empowers you to please God. And this is what Moses tapped into because as he was serving God, there was all sorts of opposition. I mean, this guy had it. He faced it from his enemies. He faced it from Pharaoh. He faced it uh, down in his own people who complain like nobody's business and he's leading their hides out of like their, their backs getting beat to their bloody and they're still fussing against the, the preacher. They're, they're wearing him out. And the purpose empowered him to keep going. Why? His purpose was he knew without a shadow of doubt why he was in that desert, why he was carrying that staff. He knew without a doubt why I'm here. I've been sent here by God. Did every once in a while it affect him and he have to run back to the source and say, God, are you sure you want these, me to be leading these idiots? Read it. It's real close to that. And God kind of reminded him of his purpose. And he's back in there leading them. And before long, <laughs> he comes off a mountain and God's, ready, God's saying, I'm ready to kill these idiots. If you read it, <laughs> it's pretty close. And a man that knew his purpose says, no God, you sent me here. Hear it? You sent me here to get them out of Egypt. I'm standing in my purpose. If you kill them, kill me. Now, boy, is that a guy who's found his purpose? That's a guy who's found his purpose. That's a guy who knows what he's there for. He's there because your purpose, finding your purpose, pleases God. And this is God, what God called him to do. And this is what God created him to do. And you cannot talk me out of doing what God has called me to do. You're not going to talk me out of that. If God's put a calling on my life, your life, if anybody tries to talk you out of that, you just, man, you kick off that distraction because you know 
You know why you're sitting on that row. You know why you're working in that ministry. You know why you're serving. You know why you're in that life group. You know why you show up on Sunday morning. You know why you shake that hand. You know why you help park that car. It helps you find the little P in life. And it creates so much joy on a daily basis. It's a little bit like in the New Testament. Peter and John, you know the story really well, but Peter and John and some other apostles are preaching Christ. And they're, man, they're preaching Jesus. They're preaching Jesus. And some of the leaders came up and says, hey, wait, wait, wait. You guys, you guys don't do this anymore. Y'all, y'all, can't, y'all can't do this anymore. And they'd already been beaten. They'd already been put in prison a couple times. And they say this. They say, you have to stop preaching. Notice this. You have to stop preaching in that name. <laughs> you have to stop preaching in that name. I'm just going to have a little Jesus preaching here in just a minute. It's interesting to me that they were talking about that name. It's going, I'm going to probably get off course here in just a minute, but i got to talk about Jesus for a second. What's so funny to me is that now, 2,000-something years later, we still can't talk about that name. What name were they talking about? Anybody know it? They hated him talking about that name, the name of Jesus. And 2,000-something years today, what riles everybody up? That name. You can talk about God. You can talk about higher power. You can talk about supreme being. You can talk about spirituality. And they're filming you. That's great. That's wonderful. You say Jesus, they will edit your hide. Because they don't want to hear about that name. When you bring up the name of Jesus, everything stops. They don't want to hear that. Why? Why? Because that name is the name that is above every other name. There is no other name by which men should be saved, the Bible says. One day, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess at the what? The name of Jesus. People, can I just tell you something? We don't baptize in the name of Jesus by accident. Because I can't think of anything else to say. I'm baptizing in that name because it is the only name by which men should be saved. It is the name that has riled people up through the ages. He said, you'll be persecuted in the last day for my name's sake. Don't give me this deal that there's nothing about the name. Don't tell me it's just about semantics. It's not about semantics, and it's never been about semantics. It's about the fact that the name of Jesus is the only name that will deliver you and set you free. Come on, somebody. They told Peter and John, you can't talk in that name. 
You can't preach in that name. You can't tell them about that name. What did they say? <laughs> they essentially said, we can't help but talk about it. What? You honestly think I'm going to like duct tape my mouth and, and, and talk about something else? I can't help. In other words, when you've been so transformed as we've been transformed, when you've been forgiven as we've been forgiven, when you've seen what we've seen, when you can't stop us, you can't stop us from talking in that name. I can't help it. You can beat us and we'll come back. You can put us in prison. Last time you did that, an angel got us out. But you can put us in prison and we'll come out. You, last time you, you tried to lock us up, it didn't go good for you. But you can try it. But when I come out, I don't care if you beat me. I don't care if you dip me in hot oil. I'm coming out. And when I come out, there's going to be a name on my lips. Because this is the name that will set people free. We must obey God. This is what they said. You, we must obey God rather than humans. <laughs> Did you hear it? I choose purpose over popularity. I'm unashamed, if I can say it that way, going back to our series. I love this. Who must we obey? We must obey whom? We must obey this one. This God Almighty. Why? Check this out. Because we can't please man. You're not going to please man. If you're trying to find your purpose in pleasing man, man, you're, you're really, you're, that it's, I'm going to say it this way, it's kind of, it's pathetic. This is pathetic. People pleasing life is pathetic. I thought we were close. I text you and you never text me back. I saw the bubbles, but I never saw anything come through, and it hurt. I mean, right here hurt. <laughs> Don't you like me? Don't you like me? I thought we were friends. You can't please everybody, but we can please God. We can't please everyone, but we can please the Almighty One. We can find purpose in Him and Him alone. How do we do that? How do we please Him? When we live by faith, we please this God. Walk by faith. Whenever we're, what does that mean? I mean, I'm trying to break this down. What does that mean, walk by faith? It's being obedient to the little peas. It's being obedient to the little things. Well, I walk by faith. What does that mean? I'm going to come front and get salvation. Well, that's awesome. That's the big P. But I'm talking, about, I'm talking about all the things when you walk away from that. Are you living in the little P's? Are you living doing those things? Because that's walking by faith. Whenever we die to ourselves and let Christ live through us, we, we please God. And it's one of the most freeing moments that you, will, that you will ever have. And we can't please everybody else, as I've said a few times. But we are so consumed with doing it. And I'm encouraging you tonight. Moses says, I don't really care. I'm called by God to do what I'm doing. And I'm going to step into this. And I'm going to have joy in this journey. 
I'm not telling you there's not value in being liked by people. Okay? Let's just be honest. I'm not telling you there's not value in being liked by people. I love, I love that the church likes me. Don't you? <laughs> that too, went too good with the message. So I love when the church likes me. There's value in that. I'm not going to discount that. But, but who knows this, that there's a greater value in being loved by God. That this God Almighty loves me. There's value in having fun with friends, and, but there's a greater value in faithfulness to God. There's a value in starting something important and being on the ground floor of that, but there's, there's a greater value in finishing something important for the glory of God. There's value in being popular. There's a greater value in serving God's purpose. Now, I'm going to break this on down for the mamas in the house, okay? I'm going to get up in your territory to bless you. If you're raising little kids and you're up to your neck in diapers, you just tell yourself, I'm being faithful in the little moments. I see moms, young moms. I just, feel like, I just feel like I'm not doing anything. Changing a dirty diaper and going through life and doing those little It seems so little. It seems so little. But I'm going to tell you, it's a big thing that pays off later. And I'm going to tell you this. You're doing more than changing a diaper. You're serving God. You're serving God. I know the little P has got you in a lot of P. That's funny. I don't care who you are. And if it offended you, just work through it. But it's okay. But you're serving God in that. Is that all right? You're serving God in that. While you're changing that and it smells bad, just let me tell you something. You're in the middle of doing God's purpose for your life at that moment. And I'm going to tell you, it's big. And it's a game changer. I think we ought to give all the moms, all the men, come on, guys. It's big, man. It's big. I got some precious friends in this church. They're to my left, the Morrisons. You're right here tonight. Man, I got to tell you. That little girl's not in this room, is she? Okay. She's got a lot of little health issues. Man, I, can't, I, I don't even know them all to tell you enough. But I mean, she's going for the biggest surgery. She's already been through so much. Am I telling the truth, bro? She's about to go for a mammoth surgery. And these two precious people, two godly people made a decision. It, this little girl, I want to be very careful, but let me just say it this way. They don't have to be doing all that they're doing. Okay? But they chose this little girl. They chose this little baby. And they're going through sleepless nights and 
worry and afraid and scared and all that is coming in life and all the little things that she's got to go through in a few weeks at Texas Children. They don't have to do that. (laughs) In their case, they didn't have to do that. But they chose it. Now, some people would say, that's real sweet. I would like to say they're in the will of God. I would like to say they're in the biggest, probably the biggest purpose of their entire life at that moment. And we clap our hands, and it makes them feel good. But I would like to say this. What ought to make them feel good is God Almighty clapping his hands. Because it's bigger than man's approval. And I'm not here just to, they're, they're kind of quiet people and don't like praise. So just pat them on the back and act like you're doing it because you're scared of him or something. Because he's a pretty big dude. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to break down the purpose and get it palatable. Are you see what I'm doing? I'm trying to get, let you see that you, you can do this. You got this. If you love Christ and you want to please God, you can step into this and quit searching for the, this unfathomable thing that is hidden and know it is right before you. Just reach out and do what God has called you to do, what's right in front of you. Would you stand with me tonight? So, I can't please everyone, but I can please God. I'm doing what he's called me to do. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, I make those choices, I make those decisions. I just keep stepping in his plan. I keep being faithful. And I'm faithful in those small things. And he trusts me with more. And we keep walking in his will. Every once in a while I find myself trying to start please people. I'm a public figure. I can't help that. I start trying to please people. And I have to let God kind of say, come on, come on, more money. That's not your purpose. Get your eyes back focused. I've got a sweet wife that will help me with that too. She'll say this, and she's told me this in pastoring this church for 14 years. She'll say, Nathan, what's our focus? Nathan, what's what's our focus? Stay focused, Nathan. Stay focused. Get my eyes back on God, pleasing God, hungry for what he thinks about it. Amen? Amen? And then all of the other blessings, all the other maybe accolades or pats on the back that people pat you on the back. Those are blessings. But, but, but the big blessing comes from the Almighty God. Amen? Boy, it sure blesses me when, when, when Ken Hollingsworth with his masterful pen writes something really sweet on Facebook like he does this week. And that was a blessing to me. But if that was my only blessing, no, my blessing comes from God and that becomes the fluff of the other. Are you, and I'm not, I'm not cutting by the can on that. I'm saying I seek first his accolades, and then when I get it from this way, oh, man, it just, it's a double blessing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But if I just am, am totally engulfed this way, I lose sight of this, and I'm a man most miserable because I'm constantly searching for this, and don't leave me by myself because this ain't just a me deal. So don't get so focused in this even from your spouse, that you lose sight that you 
Seek his will, his purpose, his desire for you. And if you do that, all other things are going to just be added to you. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a big old hand clap and love, praise. I want to win the approval of God. I want to win the approval of God. Man, I love the Lord, don't you? Ah, I know you do. I am so thankful to be serving Jesus Christ. Shanna Oaks, raise your hand at me back over there. Y'all make this lady feel welcome. This lady loves this church. And uh, her, her uh, son started coming here and fell in love with the youth group so much. She said, I got to go check it out. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> now I talked to her this week. She can't leave. It's changing her. She's so excited about it. Please go over and find your purpose and look in their eye and tell her how happy we are to have her. Did you notice what I just said? Find your purpose. God richly bless you. Would you bow your head? Heavenly Father of grace, mercy, truth, whoo, do we love you. And when we get saturated up in your word and start trying to find ourselves through the word of God, it's amazing, God, what we see come to light. God, thanks for letting me be a part of that. Just, just let me be a part of it. Thank you for letting us grow tonight. Thank you for letting us not just be Leave the same way we come, but leave with freshness. And God's a God thing. Your word is fresh. It's fresh food. It's not stale food. It's fresh food. And thank you for letting every person in this room eat of that tonight. Let them leave and be better and stronger and game changers and life changers in other people's lives. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this day. Thank you for life. Protect us this week. Bring us back this weekend. Keep our church. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church say amen.